Get those belts off because it's ready for another episode of the XP Bar and Grill. Michael. Oh, baby. Ooh. That's you. That's his baby. Kristen, where's your baby mm. at? Um, It's at the adoption clinic. Oh. Kristen. <laughs> are... The orphanage. That's what they call those, right? <laughs> An orphanarium? Sunny side orphanage. Christian, are you uh, safe in the knowledge that as a man you will remain virile and uh, fertile long into your uh, twilight years? Yes. Okay, same here. Michael, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm interested because <laughs> biology is fascinating. Oh. Continue. Oh, well, um, this is a video game podcast uh, where we talk about video games, and sometimes it's a bar. Uh, I'm not feeling it this week. Let's just skip that whole thing and just talk about video games, huh? Okay. Okay. Uh, well, no, this is Michael. Fine by me. I don't know. I don't put know. on your little uh, director hat and uh, get in the Steven Spielberg <clears throat> chair okay. and take yep. us through yep, this yep, yep. Uh, XP bar. It says Michael on the. Ba- it says Michael on the top part of it, and then on okay. the back, like on that back. In that right, backrest, right, 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 right. where it's like cloth and stuff, it says right. Michael on the top, but it's like it's round, right? And then and then underneath okay. that, it says director. So okay. Do you have one of those like but, cones uh, with a handle so you can yell at people? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. I do. I do. It gets some weird looks on set, but okay. But I'm here for the authenticity, really. So. Okay. Well, present your playlet. My what? Your playlet. My playlet. Line. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a video game podcast anyway. Um, okay, well, this is a video game podcast anyway. And, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're getting recursive. Um, let's talk about video games, you guys. Okay. I would like to go in the middle. You'd like to go in the middle. Do you have something in particular you're, you're ready to talk about? I have a story to tell. Ooh. So, Christian and Michael, you guys arm wrestle while I watch over who gets to go first. Go. Uh, Christian, can I go first? Yes, please. Yay! Okay, cool. What you been playing, Michael? Uh, I've been playing Yakuza Zero by Sega for the PlayStation Four. Um, it's been a game that's been in my queue for well over a year at this point, I think. And I finally decided to go back to it now that. I'm no longer contractually obligated to playing bad JRPGs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I picked up Yakuza. I restarted it, and I'm working through the plot now. And I, despite some grievances here and there, I think it is a fantastic and enjoyable experience. And I am really happy to to kind of parse it a bit more. I don't know. It's It's been good. It feels good. Okay, but I love grievances, Michael. Yes. Hit me. Um, can we talk about the good stuff first, maybe, <sighs> or why I like this before we start getting into the things where it's like, okay, this is grody, especially in current year. This is grody. Uh, some of this stuff feels broken. Uh, just, but uh, Fine. To kind of take it in the good way is I think this game kind of has these two threads going on. One is this, like, this, this, uh, Grand Theft Auto by way of Japan, 
Ooh. So mm. you get these weirder like side stories and stuff like that that are really quirky and fun. And then the main story is like this kind of they they do this good dramatic real estate based Yakuza story that's also kind of fun to engage with. <laughs> the two don't true. like overlap <laughs> in the best ways, I think. I think there's yeah. some real sharp tone shifts that aren't necessarily I don't think they're gracefully managed because it's like one minute you're helping this kid buy pornography while hiding from your secretary at your real estate business. And it's like this goofy stealth mission and you're embarrassed the entire time. And then when you finally get it, you give the kid advice as to how to hide it and stuff. And it's this really cute, Aww. goofy moment. There's like the your your character remembers how he didn't like adults lying to him and then he remember he realized he's one of those lying adults and no. it's really cute and then you go from there to this dramatic like you have to clear your your father figure's name in this murder mystery hmm. uh related to this real estate uh this real estate dispute and it just it feels like there's a weird tone shift there but on their own I like both threads a lot Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like fighting a lot. It's just kind of fun to go into these random brawls and beat the tar out of people, especially since you can kind of feel yourself getting better at it. And as you add new sta- new abilities and stuff like that, you feel yourself kind of get a, a you you get a sense as to how to actually play the different fighting styles. And there's a lot of different fighting styles to choose from, and they're not. I don't find them necessarily that limiting. There are some that are wonkier than others, but at the end of the day, I can kind of make use of all six that are available three for each character hmm. and the way it kind of scale the way they kind of scale the random encounters i think works to where you can feel yourself getting better at this game and fighting and stuff like that but at the same time it's not like it would be in an rpg where the equivalent of that is just that you make bigger numbers oh, so yeah. the bigger numbers do more damage and you power through things it's, it feels more like you're getting better through skill hmm. and mm-hmm. i enjoy that a lot and just overall, I have a lot of fun with it. It's just kind of cool to to feel good about a game like this and to be able Aww. to play it. And I and I and I, I I like it. I look forward to playing it. It's just that there are some things that I do feel kind of weird about. There are like these, um, like there are these I'm side drooling, mechanics. Michael. Yes, I know. So there are these. Besides some grievances I have with just like the overall presentation, it feels like these these this dramatic Yakuza storyline kind of conflicts with a lot of the goofier, fun side stories. They mm. really kind of try to build up this world, and it just, it feels weird at times. I think there's like two different lanes, and trying to merge lanes just kind of works sometimes, doesn't work other times. Um, Do you still like the main plot, Michael? Because it seems like, uh, based on what I can remember, it seemed like the main plot is where a lot of the more self-serious stuff took place. Mm -hmm. Do you still like the main plot and that self-serious stuff that's going on? Yeah, because, I mean, a part of it's like, when you get into that, it's just it has the DNA of like a cool, like a crime movie or a Yakuza film. And I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy that kind of like neo-noir approach. I enjoy these kind of like, criminal underdog stories where there are these weird like these power like these inside power struggles these characters that represent different things like greed or this one who picture or the one one the one lieutenant kuze who pictures himself as like your token uh 
macho yakuza character and i i like how they kind of i do like engaging with these kinds of archetypes and stuff like that um so i enjoy i actually really enjoy that stuff at times it can kind of feel long-winded though and i maybe kind of and at other times it feels kind of sloppy, but at the, at the end of the day, I still kind of enjoy those kinds of stories. Um, I don't know whether or not I enjoy it more or less than the really goofy, <laughs> the goofier kind of stuff, but uh, I, I, I enjoy both lanes, I guess, which, yeah. Um, I think my beefs with it have more to do with the times that those don't really mesh well. Um, uh, the times where I, I, sometimes it feels like all these side things pop up and they can really pull away from that central narrative. I feel like I'm go jumping into this game and for the most part I'm just playing all these goofier side missions because I keep it getting pulled away to those rather than focusing on this main dramatic plot. So I don't know if that's a pacing thing or if that's just because I see an exclamation point on a mini-map and I want to go to it. Um, so I kind of... I, I that feels weird to me and then just some of the some of that side stuff where it's like the 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 video dens where you go and there's like there's live action softcore pornography mm -hmm. huh? and that feels weird mm -hmm. uh there's the cat fighting thing huh? which they play up as like an actual mini game and that seems kind of off especially like i get it set in the 1980s and stuff like that but it feels like we're 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 in the the twenty first century. I don't know if this is really. Yeah, it just it just feels kind of off, especially when there's no real like. I I guess I don't I don't I feel like I'm I'm kind of sitting on a high horse looking down right now. But there's no real like Michael. strong central female characters in any way. So the representation's kind of dominated by characters who are in subservient roles or secretary roles or they're like what about these... the blind woman in distress michael hmm. yeah you kidnap her like oh. your introduction <laughs> is you kidnap her <laughs> oh um and uh outside of that it's like the 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 only other representation you get are are these these weird cam girl moments or these uh <laughs> you're these really selling fights. me on this game michael and it's just kind of, it just, on. it feels, that feels grody to me. And I, I don't care for that as much. So, or I, you I teach don't a dominatrix how to be a dominatrix. You see, that was okay to me though, I guess. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> I don't know why this <laughs> was like, was fine. this was <laughs> fine to me. It's just, it just seems weird that, I don't know. Cause maybe because <laughs> the dominatrix lady felt like a character in some way. Yeah. Okay. When the 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 cat fight mechanic is just a rock paper scissors game mini game, mm -hmm. except it's like a side by side Street Fighter esque thing where all the girls are wearing bikinis, or uh, or again the the weird porn den thing where it's literally these live it's just live action cam girl stuff and it just seems I I don't know I don't know. You're saying left dudes, a weird aftertaste for me. Dudes can fight dudes, but chicks can't fight chicks. That's what I'm hearing, Michael. No, no, no. The chicks fair. fight chicks, except the chicks only fight chicks while half naked and playing rock, paper, scissors. I would be okay if both genders were in this situation. Mm -mm. Playing half naked rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, I'd be into that. I'm okay. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. But you don't I'd get be more that? okay with it. 
How close to you get the you get the you get the half naked guy stalking in the background, the, okay. the walking erection, or Mr. Libido, Libido, whatever his name is. Everyone's well, invited. Okay. He to the he party. approaches you after after you're like at one of the the telephone clubs, and he's like, "Ha ha, you're into the same kinks as me." <laughs> Do go on, but nice. I, I have know. a question. I guess those are those are my current thoughts on Yakuza. I guess, but. You have question. I have a question. This might be directed perhaps more at Christian as he has played every single Yakuza game twice. Mm-hmm. On the hardest difficulty. <laughs> uh, yes. He has platinumed every game ever. Christian. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. When did uh, okay. when did Zero come out in the series timeline? I believe it came out um, after... Five, so okay. they did one, two, three, four, five. Okay, and then I believe they did zero, and then they did Kawami one, and then they did six, and then they did Kawami two. And there's like two other spinoffs in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a Dead Souls in there, which is after four, where they turned it into a zombie-focused third-person shooter. Everyone's favorite, mm-hmm. of course. And ju- judgment? It. Are we counting judgment? Yeah, a- judgment. judgment. Yeah. yeah, judgment exists too. Yeah. My question is: Is Yakuza Zero noticeably zanier than like one? Like, did Absolutely they? Yes. They fell into that trap. Is what I'm asking, or is it like? Do is it? Does it seem genuine, or does it seem like now they make wacky? games because that's what people expect from the series i guess is what i'm asking interesting how do you feel michael how do you feel about that question i mean my understanding is that the wackiness kind of just becomes a a thing for yakuza yeah in general i guess i don't i don't i never got the impression it was unique to zero but it might be Mm -hmm. but yeah for me uh, playing Yakuza Kiwami 1, which my understanding is that it's a very faithful uh, remake of the first Yakuza game. In some places, it's shot for shot, just that same game again. Um, that almost struck me as less genuine, in a way, because I played Yakuza 0 first, and despite the fact that, <laughs> you know, that game came out, you know, whatever it was, 10, 15 years after the first Yakuza game, it still was a formula that I really enjoyed and that I felt worked really well. And then in Kiwami or one, it's very straight laced crime thing Hmm. that feels like it's trying very hard to appeal to Western audiences in a way that I found very off putting. Hmm. Hmm. But the original English translation, I think is probably even uh, falls even more into that camp where this doesn't feel genuine, they're just putting this out as and as a ploy to appeal to a Japanese Grand Theft Auto crowd. You're Michael's and of the world. that's not what Yakuza is. Yeah. Exactly. Hello. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, Yakuza 1, nobody... Crazy people played that game when it came out. It's not like they were... like yeah. Now it's like a household name somehow. This crazy <laughs> timeline we live in where people talk about Yakuza games frequently <laughs> uh i feel like that kind of happened with zebra because yeah, yeah. when i look at what was i thinking when i look at like uh the steam reviews for example of yakuza zero it's like insane 
uh like the yakuza zero steam reviews are something like fifteen thousand, and then if you look at like kiwami one it's like two thousand yeah so i think that's kind of indicative of sales and also the fact that yakuza 5 never got a physical release in the west hmm. so like even with yakuza 5 i don't think it was really a household name the way it was when yakuza zero came out hmm did they redo the voice acting in Kiwami? One, two, one, two? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, I remember yep. the thing I always heard about Yakuza games were just that the voice acting was completely in the toilet. Yeah. In Yakuza 1, that is the only Yakuza game, as far as I'm aware, that actually got an English localization. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. With uh, Or an English dub, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the correct way to say it. English dub. Including Mark Hamill as one of the voice talents. Oh. Uh, Mark Hamill played Majima. Yeah, I saw that. That what? was that's insane to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's great going back to that. There's the the, <laughs> the localization job is just awful. They just throw in as many f bombs as they possibly Sweet. could cram into a single script. Let's go get a cheeseburger. Exactly. Hey, like the game begins with you bumping into someone, and they're like, "What the f are you doing? Do you know who I effing am?" <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, now, okay, Christian, I wanted to ask you about this because you beat Kiwami 2. Yes. And it sounded like that had way more of that zanier vibe to it. It didn't seem as straight-laced. And is that, am I interpreting that correctly? Do you think it ha- does it have more of that zero DNA than, than one did? For me, it absolutely did, yes. And okay. I think... Uh, yeah, the answer to your question is absolutely this. The zany stuff is definitely more relegated to the side stories more so than the actual main plot. But the main plot gets kind of so silly and melodramatic in spots that some of that silliness bleeds into it as well. Okay. I mean, the Yakuza Zero main plot's also kind of silly in its own way. So. Totally. So. Totally. Hmm. So, okay. Japan. Okay. I don't know. It's a good time. I enjoy it. Okay. They sit on the floor. That's crazy. They're poor knees. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no comment from Michael there. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I got. No, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's weird because Yakuza Zero at least definitely uses the fact it's a Sega game. Uh, so I, I like some of the the real world stuff they sneak in because there's always this like there's there are all these there are these analogs to like real world things like there's a McDonald's Mr. Smile kind of thing or uh, um kind of taking the place and I mean Kamurucho is based off of uh isn't an actual real place but it's based off a real place and but then there's just these real like there are real Sega arcades in there. Hell yeah. You can go in and play real Sega games like Space yes. Harrier. Yes. I don't, I don't know. Afterburner? I don't know what else was. I forget what else Ooh. there is. I guess there are other Ooh. Sega games. It's the driving there. one. What is it? Outrun or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, though, because Shenmue but... is that exact same thing. <laughs> They're just converging now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or was it always, was Yakuza I... always Sega? I don't understand this lineage I, at I all. I don't. 
know the answer to that. I think so, yeah, because it was the Super Monkey Ball guy, which was also a Sega thing. And then he was like, I want to I wanna be a big boy now. I want to go do my thing. And they're like, okay. And he made Yakuza, and then it sold a lot. And then huh. he's like, I'm going to stay a big boy. Can we make bad Monkey Ball games in your stead? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What I really like about Yakuza Zero is just like the style. I love how you punch people, money goes everywhere. Yeah, it's, and I love yeah. how there's like, uh, uh, like, uh, what is it? Like almost sieges, but you're like running through a multi-tiered, a multi-floored building, and you're just like punching people into doors in order to open the way forward, mm. and just running through yeah. and beating the money out of more people. Mm. Yeah, I, it feels cool. Like, it feels like you, you hit someone and you get a reward for it, mm-hmm. which is a weird way to put it. But it's like yeah. you, you do yeah. like the takedown where you like suplex someone onto a, a bike rack or something and then money flies everywhere yes. mm-hmm. and the controller shakes just right and everything just feels like <laughs> yes. this nice, it, it feels like a nice payoff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That sounds all right. I don't. I, mean, I can't. It's just they do. <laughs> yeah. They dress up like that '80s Japan thing really well. It feels really. It is really lively. Time. It's set during the 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 um the tech boom, the initial economic boom in Japan before that plateaus and whatnot. But uh, so everything's like, like money going left and right and left and right, and it's just you see the big money numbers go up and and everything's all bright, all these bright neon lights and. And digging at you like an arcade, and it's just kind of cool. I don't know. People smoking indoors. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. Oh, baby. <laughs> Lighten up. Woo. Um, yeah. I can't tell if I would like these or not. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if you'd yeah. like them or not. I can never tell. It sounds good. I get these little I get these little thought bubbles while playing it, and I think, like, just, would Tucker like this? Mm, and I can't say fight. one way or the mm. other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, Did I remind you you could watch soft por- uh, soft core pornography in this game, Tucker? On a screen, on a screen. I've well, been doing yeah, it okay. Wrong. So it like starts out from a distance, like an over the shoulder thing. Oh, uh, okay. But Ooh, then, yeah. But then the you yeah. the screen closes up, so you yeah. got this weird tube television in the face tube of your television. widescreen TV, and it's like okay, this is what I need. Like you're actually there watching the porn with him. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get like glimpses at the the tissue paper on the what? next to the TV. Uh, <laughs> you had me and then you lost me. Bring me back, okay. Michael. Hook me once Good. more. Um leave me with something savory. Karaoke. Oh yeah, karaoke is good. Chickens. It's like a it's an okay rhythm game, but they oh, yes. they ham it up in a way that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have like these fully animated, like there are these little full these animated snippets that come in where it's like, okay, you're singing this this J rock '80s pop rock song. Go on. And then you're actually in the rock band. I'm in the playing rock this band. J rock '80s rock band song. Yes. Or Do you're looking at a photo of your old orphanage singing a power ballad. Yes. Or or there's the there's one where you're in a roller disco. It's just good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Huh. That's good. That one's my favorite. That one's good. Well, I did yeah. play Binary Domain, so. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, okay. Wait, does that mean the lineage is Super Monkey Ball to binary domain? Oh, maybe. That hurts my brain. No, no, Yakuza was PS2. Binary domain was PS3, Xbox 360. So no, they must have taken a Yakuza break to make binary domain. I just mean it was the same guy. Was Yakuza PS2? I thought Yakuza was PS3. Uh Yakuza 1 was PS2. Oh, huh. Hmm. I believe 2 might have been as well. Huh. Okay. Neat. I have no input. Michael, have you been playing anything else besides Japanese Grand Theft Auto with a horse? <laughs> um, the only other thing, I dabbled a bit. Oh, yeah, Minecraft. I've been playing Minecraft. Why defeat Ender Dragon? Oh, yeah, I defeat Ender Dragon. But also, uh, I tried. So I don't know if you saw, but Epic, the Epic Game Store has mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has a Civilization Six for free right now, and okay. uh, I gave that a world. It feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird jumping from Civ Five to Civ Six. <laughs> yeah, I can. How different is it? It's more colorful, but everything feels. Tucker, you described it claustrophobic as claustrophobic at one point, and I think yeah. that's like a perfect way to. It's like describe too close. It, at least from the get go. It's like yeah, everything's too big. I don't know. Mm. And they're like all of these. It feels like Civ Five and Civ Six are working with two different visual languages in a way too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's hard to get used to that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like mobile games came out between the two or something, and they're like, we need to make this for an iPad or yeah. something. Mm, yeah. It feels weird to me. Mm. That's kind of kind of how I felt going from four to five. It was Ooh, like, whoa, snooty McSnooters over things here. Things got simpler, These but I kids. think that's just like every Civ game kind of operates on its own visual language, like Michael was saying. Yeah, hmm. man, three looked okay. cool. Yeah, that was like the Esperanto of Civilization games. Civ yeah. three. That's such an unfortunate <laughs> thing to say about a game. <laughs> It's really uh, cool, but only 100 people in the world know it. It's not fake. It's just made up. Yeah. Uh, how uh, how much Civ Six did you play, Michael? A whole a world? I, no, I got into like an hour or so. Yeah. Making friends with Egypt. <laughs> Hell yeah! I don't know. Dude. There's like there's. I'm just trying to make sense of some of the systems and stuff like that. There's a new envoy system as a way to try to court the city states and that's kind of a it's different from civ 5 where you could just throw money at your city Ooh. states and make mm-hmm. them like you that's how i won yeah <laughs> turns out but uh <laughs> but uh i don't know it's it's interesting are you I playing think... uh civ 5 michael are you playing with any of the expansions with civ 5 are you familiar with the expansions at all yeah actually i played for the most part, I played with the Civ Five expansions. Never really the multiplayer stuff because the people I played with usually didn't have all the expansions. But uh, gotcha. Does Civ Five with expansions to Civ Six feel like a step backwards in any Ooh. way? That's a good way to ask that question. I don't know if it feels like a <laughs> step backwards necessarily, but I also think maybe I just if it is a step backwards, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yet, I, I think it's a yet thing because I've only played like yeah. an hour of this totally. game where individual worlds take like 10 hours or so to 
really get anywhere or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it feels it feels weird going from one to the other though, because it feels like there's a certain level of like it. It just feels like the systems at play are too different at the moment for me to really hmm. even connect the DNA. Like it's, it works with like weird stat cards now uh, or like perk cards rather uh, than like uh, like your your typical uh uh culture developments and whatnot or policies and stuff mm. like that is this the fallout 76 of civilization games <sighs> well it doesn't work you see so <laughs> yeah it's true the multiplayer doesn't work but oh, no. uh, i think more people like civilization six as a in its respective series than people who play Fallout like Fallout 76. Interesting. Okay. I think we're working with a little little bit of different uh, reception mm-hmm. dynamics there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. We'll check back in maybe. Civ 6. That's, that's a check back in. We'll, okay. we'll see. Okay. Other than I guess we tried the multiplayer Tucker and I and Tucker's sister Carly. And that was a train wreck of an that experience. That was terrible. I th- no was it just the sur- five? Worse. It was worse. Ooh, ooh. Because yeah. like the way the to to invite people to your game is no longer you don't just you don't physically invite people to your game. You have to get this crazy scrambled randomized code that you send them, and okay. hope that they can connect to you through the server. I think the servers might have been down when we tried it, but it just right. it felt like a weird. It, it felt like we were beyond this point as far as setting up online games, and then Civ Six was like, "Nope, remember 2004." I think people who complain about the Epic Game Store are crazy people. But mm. if I can't go in there and invite someone into a game, then some of those complaints are valid because that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On I, don't... I could just be like, "Michael, get in here," and then you could just waltz through the door, yeah. and we could play Civ. But Epic is just like showing me people on my friends list and I click and nothing happens. Like it's not a button. It's a graphic. It doesn't. Yeah. So frustrating. I I tried. Yeah. I tried joining your game. One of your games, Tucker, because by clicking on your name in the bottom left corner. Right. Thinking, you know, it it would work like steam, but instead I ended up joining some strangers game and had to immediately back out. Cool. Cause it's like, this isn't, it doesn't work intuitively. Yeah. And it doesn't work it at all feels... <laughs> either. Yeah. It's just like... Well, yeah, it didn't work at all. It just feels like we, we've we come up with better user interfaces than this. Mm. Yep. And it's worked with other, it's worked with other Civ games even. Why, yeah. Yeah. why are we doing this here right now? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this the way we do it now? And Firaxis is not some small indie company. They should be <laughs> able to yeah. come up with a way to join multiplayer games. It's craziness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've ostensibly done it already. Why? Are they... Right, right. Yeah, I don't. Oh. I don't know. Very unfortunate. Oh, bad. I want my money back. What? It's not scanning. Guess it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Michael's little picture. He's just staring at me. <laughs> Uh, I've had two Epic Games store friend requests since like before Borderlands 3 came out, so like a year now. Yeah. And no matter how many times I decline them, they don't go away. That's cool. They just sit there denied, like you didn't accept this request or what? 
they still like every time I open that big game store, uh, it'll say two friend requests, uh, and then I'll say decline, decline, and then see you tomorrow. It'll still be on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when I open it again, it'll tell me again. You know what the solution there is? Don't mm-hmm. open the Epic Game Store. Ah, uh, uh, smart. Hmm. The other other minor grievance I maybe have is it doesn't seem like they really police those online games <laughs> at all. I didn't see what like, you guys were talking about, but it sounded kind oh, of Oh, like... there was one that was like uh like cum dumpster or something like that. <laughs> that's the there's first a, time there's an explicit warning on this podcast, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's there's stuff like that. There was at least uh, one that was anti-Semitic. Yeah. It's just it felt like th- that felt weird to see too. I don't know. So it's like the Warcraft Three server browser. Oh, <laughs> probably. I don't yeah. know. I've, I I don't have experience with the Warcraft Three browser, but if someone's remind, but but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think Baron's chat is still terrible? I wonder. I wonder what that's like these days. Hmm. Hmm. Can I tell my story, Michael? Yes, please. <laughs> my tragedy story, and three parts. The tragedy of Tucker. Here's the tragedy of Tucker, right? It started with a little game called Trials of Mana, which I <laughs> finished, right? I'm surprised <gasps> you, did. you did. That game's terrible. That game's so oh. awful. Oh. Oh. Uh, you I couldn't muscle your way through the post-game dungeon? No, I didn't. I don't care to know about that really uh new game plus nope nope uh, i was wrong you don't have to play through it with all six characters to get the trophy um you do have to play through it three times but you just have to have a different party each time and then the final uh, dungeon is based on which of it's like in sets of two so there's three sets of two characters mm, and you have to have okay. so you have to hit each group once through um that game uh I don't understand why you would do that. Like mm. it's a Super Nintendo RPG. Like obviously there's not going to be a lot to it, but why would you put in all this effort to completely recreate it in Unreal Engine and not make it interesting or fun or worth anyone's time? I don't understand it. I feel like we're side-eyeing uh Square Enix here a bit, but okay. Well, that's the other thing is like they come out with this Final Fantasy VII remake where they completely redo it, but people seem to like it. Like it's a game. <laughs> this Ooh, is not timing does feel weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's like it's so empty. It's just like single player MMO gameplay. Well, you <laughs> Christians watched some of me play Trials of Mana. There's just nothing to it. It's just <laughs> you walk into a group of enemies and you do the stupid tornado attack to hit them all, and then you hit. Square until they're dead. I watched you play it, and I thought it was Shaw enjoyable to watch. Shaw, it was The there. voice acting. Michael, you didn't see it, Kinda. but we're going to talk about the ghost cutscene at the end of the year. Because that okay. rocked my socks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ideally, I would like to see this. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said Trials of Mana remake wasn't on my to playlist oh, and actually Michael, in fact higher no. than Final Fantasy Seven on my to playlist. Mm-hmm. Let's move on from this part of the tragedy. So anyway, I want to know more about your experience. Okay, never mind. You don't have to go into that. <laughs> no cactus is hiding fifty times, and you gotta find him. 
but he carries over between playthroughs, Michael. Don't worry. <gasps> yes. An easy play out, apparently. It just takes forever. Uh, yes. So I come out of Trials of Mana, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. How about I play through every Final Fantasy game, right? Right? Are you with me yeah, so far? Yeah, this, this felt like a weird leap. This is where yeah. the tragedy is coming through. And Okay, okay. Uh, it led to a lot of self-reflection, you know? Uh, right. The socket doesn't exist anymore, which was our series on YouTube where we ranked every mm-hmm. game, or 70 games. And uh, it led to this thought of just like, if I didn't have something pushing me to play games, would I play video games? And it was a scary thought, and I grappled with it, and I grappled with it, and then I said, I'm going to put this thought away in a box, and I'm going to play through Final Fantasy 1. And I got the PlayStation 1 version of Final Fantasy 1, and um, I got a decent ways into it, and I said, oh my god, I hate this, what am I doing? And then I tried playing 2, and I lasted about 10 minutes. Um Ooh. And so I'm not doing that anymore <laughs> because okay. I just want to play games that are fun to me, you know? So anyway, I fired up Danganronpa so, 2. Um, yes. That game's awesome. What's the subtitle? Uh, Killing Harmony, I think. Yes. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, that is a great game, friends. Let's talk about. No, I don't know. How does it compare to the first? Is it is it grabbing you like right away? Let me ask you this, Christian. Okay. We've both played Danganronpa. Trigger happy havoc. Yes. (laughs) Um, God, that's a cool name. Okay. Anyway. What would you want out of two? What would you want out Uh, of the sequel? I don't know. Uh, To upend the, uh, you know twist that they sure. established at the end of the last one because sure. I don't understand how you make a sequel with the ending of Trigger Happy Havoc. Right. And then more murders. Yes. I want crazier murders. Yes. Yes? Yes. Really? Two Did they is your game, you? bro. Um, oh, two Monokumas? Yes. <laughs> well, one's a girl. She's like a... Mat- what do they call? Like a... Um, she's got like the wand and she's like, I'm a magical girl. I'm a magic fairy girl <laughs> thing. Um, oh, uh, okay. Great game. Um, what I would want out of a two is basically the exact same thing, but slightly different and with a new cast. And that's what we have here. Um, yes. it's amazing how closely it matches the tone and quality of the first game. I would say. Oh, wow. You don't notice. The worry was that it would be like slightly different enough that it would be like, uh, mm-hmm. eh. and it's been long enough that I'm back into it. But uh, you're on a you're on an island now. It's a they go on a school field trip, and then you have to talk to people and get their hope crystals. And if you can get all the hope crystals, you can leave. But then uh, Monokuma shows up and says, "No, you're gonna kill each other." And then the game goes <laughs> oh, from yeah. there. Uh, I like the cast a lot. Um, I've only done totally one Totally new? Who? Totally new cast? No returning characters? No returning characters. Except Monokuma. The evil bear. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Murder was good. The first murder was good. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing things now. You're going to have to jog my memory. But they're doing things where during the trial, I'll be like, doing something and then one of the other kids will be like no wait 
and then you have to like Ooh. fight them. I don't remember that being in the, the first one at all. Where they're yeah. like, I noticed a contradiction in your argument. And I was like, <gasps> and it goes on from there. Dang. Yep. yep. Is it a similar guns and bullets yep. uh, motif type system? Okay. Almost exactly gotcha. the same there. Yeah. Uh, Transplanted into this sequel? <laughs> yep. And I mean, <laughs> okay. it's the same where it's like fan service girl, young crazy girl, mm-hmm. strong buff guy. It does that exact same thing over again. So, um, but it's not, it's not just the exact same cast. So. There's already been some fun twists in the characters. So, oh, yes. uh, the, I just love the style those games have. It's so cool. It's so, it's not like anything else I've seen the way those mm-hmm. games work. Does it still do like the pop-up book type yep, deal? Yep, 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 yep. Wow. It's like the exact same game, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, different uh, setting. Different setting, yeah. They do like weird okay. side scrolling now where it's like, I got to get to the next area. And then really bad looking puppety main character <laughs> walks across the island. But other than that. Okay. All right. I don't know. It's just fun talking to people and then killing them or. Yes. You know, for hope. Hope and despair are yeah. two concepts you see. And then one, they fight or whatever. <laughs> When you're talking about the thing that the twist at the end of the first one, you're talking about the the thing happening outside of the academy, right? Yes. Yes, okay. exactly. They do acknowledge that. Oh, okay. But I'd assume that's why we're on an island, right? Yeah. And Yeah. Already it's like, I don't remember who I am. What could this mean? Where you can see exactly where <laughs> they're starting to point that thing. So it's like, okay, sure. Uh... See, none of them remember. Great. I don't know. It's, How's the music? <laughs> fantastic. Good. It's the same style. It's that same weird yes. music. Mm-hmm. It does the same. It, there's a lot of the same music in it. There's okay. some new music, but when Monokuma's doing his end of day weird dream mm-hmm. sequences or whatever, it's got that same weird dude saying nonsense. So that's what yeah. you would want. Voice acting good? It, was it good in the first one? It's, it is, <laughs> I don't it was know. in the first one. It existed, I think. Yeah, a lot of swearing, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, yelling and swearing. And then them saying, huh? Or, and so. Yep. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. a lot of that. So, Michael, any questions about Duncan Rumpa 2? <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. I, I highly recommend those games. They are a lot of fun. Hmm. It's got the same issues the first one did where it's very pedantic and it's very slow paced because they have to reiterate everything five different times for you. So, you know, you don't get to play for the first hour because it's got to introduce every character and their wacky personality. But soon they start dying and then it's fun. Yes. To answer your question, yes, they do have the uh, execution cutscenes in the same style. And they're just really, oh, yeah. Dang, highly recommend it. So, yes, Dagon Rampa, but more and kind of better. Uh, I mean, as good, or <laughs> as good, sure. It's it's weird because the murder is so much fun, but also it's so stupid and convoluted, <laughs> just like it was, if not okay, more yeah. so. Where you walk into a room and there's three objects, and it's like, hmm. Hmm. And then a murder happens, and it's like, how could this happen when there were these three yeah. objects? And then you have to figure out how. <laughs> yeah. 
it's that exact the guy same says, three chickens <laughs> but the chicken toshima you were watching the chickens no <laughs> i made a deal with the other guy so that he yep, would watch yep. the chickens <laughs> yeah it's a lot of that good stuff i uh I'm really curious about the third one because I want to see what this looks like when it's not a PSP game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's that other series. It's kind of like this, but it's a different company, I think, where it's like time travel, split timelines, like parallel dimension type thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Really? Zero Dark not. 30. Zero <gasps> Time Dilemma. <laughs> I have no idea. Virtue's Last Reward, something, something. Anyway, give me more weird visual novels about teenagers <laughs> killing themselves. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've been playing. That was my tragic tale, but it ended on a happy note because I'm just going to play video games that I cared to play from now on, I think. But now I'm locking myself into that. <gasps> I think my brain is broken, you guys, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Afraid of commitment? No, I'm not afraid of commitment. I just don't commit. (laughs) It's like I marry someone and then I'm like a week later, I'm like, well, what's that over there? (laughs) And then I go over there. But it's like a 10-year commitment each time. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. That's great. Help. Oh, 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 okay. Here's the tragic part. There was like this span. There was this really dark afternoon where I was going through this process before I played Danganronpa 2, where I was just like, I need to, I need to find a game that's going to rekindle my love of video games. And then I fired up Max Payne for the PC, and that didn't work. Oh, no. There's still no sound in that game. Uh, oh, I got a fan yeah. patch, and it did not work. Hmm. That's not a fun, oh, no. fun, happy, fun game to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I fired up Sam and Max Hit the Road. Really? Unplayable. <laughs> Unplayable. I was... was a great couple of games to rebound from Final <laughs> Fantasy 1. Huh? Well, I always wanted to play it. It didn't seem like a good time, but yeah. it's, it's so old. You can't. It's like click on something and then Max or Sam. Sam? Max. Sam walks across the screen really slowly and then he says look at this little buddy and then i don't know what to do and then i shut it down okay it was a great time it seems like a really cute game but i need a walkthrough or I, something. i for one find it fascinating that the game that has rekindled your love of video games is a visual novel it goes Danganronpa. it's really good it's good it uh it kind of because I remember I asked Christian, let's do a visual novel because I didn't really have a visual novel I liked. And then he was like, let's do Danganronpa. And I was like, okay, sure. And I ended up really liking it. And then uh, I haven't played any since then. <laughs> but <laughs> I like this one series a lot. It's a lot of, That's good. It's a lot of fun. It's just, it it's just murder very... is fun. Yeah. yeah, you know, kids killing each other. And it's a good time. They have to do it because mm-hmm. the bear is i forget there's a reason um it's the only way they can leave man mm-hmm. i just think murder mysteries are fun i guess even if even if it's given to me over the course of three hours and it's this really convoluted anime murder plot it's still fun to figure it out hmm. you know hmm. you know okay i know 
Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. I watched Trolls two. You guys want to talk I'm about so sorry. that? Wow. Okay. Not really. Okay. Oh. Is actually. <laughs> you know what? No, I'll save it for later. I'll save that yeah. question for some yeah, other yeah. time. I, I just mm. feel like I didn't use up my whole time here, so I'm kind of like, um. Oh, I played the Pokemon trading card game on the PC, and I. <gasps> took my qr code i got from my booster pack and i scanned it in and then wendy or whatever was like well hello there and i got some virtual cards oh baby and then it gave me more virtual cards as a reward for scanning in my card i got with my physical cards what do you do with these virtual cards (laughs) is it just pvp is that it (laughs) I sell them on eBay. No, I don't know. I uh, guess you fight people. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I is have, it one uh, of those kinds of things? Does it get? It, does it devolve into like the Magic the Gathering online stuff where people are trading online cards for real money? Oh and, God, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just I went down this rabbit hole. I've probably watched 20 hours of people unboxing Pokemon cards on YouTube in the last two wow. weeks or whatever. It's just, I just find it so calming and just interesting where they're like, oh, <laughs> Mudkip. And they just throw it away because they don't need that Mudkip. Oh. They're looking for something else. They're looking for that reverse hollow Charizard with the rainbow yeah. sprite first edition. I don't know. What are the sickest pulls you've seen in those videos? Oh, my gosh. Well, I saw the one that got posted around recently where he pulled the $55,000 shiny Charizard <laughs> or whatever. Oh, and he God. was like, have you ever seen that video of the guy? He's just like, you can tell he's just like this very mild mannered dude. And he's like, he pulls a black Lotus out of magic cards. And he's like, <laughs> and he's got to like collect himself. He's like shaking. That's awesome. That's what I live for. Oh, this is great. Because <laughs> that's the joy of opening a Pokemon card pack. So if I can just get that for free over the internet Ooh. and that's all good because uh, what am i gonna CS do with go it? case openings um my joy i don't know christian did you ever go down that road no yeah. <laughs> no okay okay that's it's like a weird road. self-fulfilling prophecy almost like a snake eating its own tail where <laughs> like the people make the videos <laughs> where they're just buying stuff in order to try and get a rare thing in order to try and get you to want to buy stuff, to try and maybe get a rare thing, so that it kind of translates into some sort of status symbol that you can then brag about on the mm. internet. But then after that, you kind of have to keep going because you need more of these status symbols, mm-hmm. and then it's just, what's the point anymore? Would you call it a Goroboros? Oh. You stepped on my hilarious joke and podcast yeah, yeah, title, Goroboros. Michael. Yeah, cute, great, funny. Yes. Thanks. I want a Dragonite in Pokemon Go. <laughs> I did get a Dragonite in Pokemon Go. I feel pretty good about it. Is that a new thing? How did you get it? No, no, it's just my favorite Pokemon, and he's a oh. wolf. That sucks. If it's like episode 130 of Pokemon, he's like, look, guys, a Pikachu. I've had it since the beginning, but I just thought I would show it off because it was my favorite. <laughs> I saved him from Spiros, he would Ooh. say. Yeah. Um, I'm not best friends. Phoebe Kachu. I'm not going to get into Pokemon, you guys. Sorry. He likes the ketchup. Oh. The, I got this pack, and it's got a Raichu, and it's got something else on the, the something else. 
don't look right to me. Uh, it's Wait, like a werewolf thing. It's like a bad oh. werewolf thing. Yeah. Yeah. I forget its name, but it's in the it's the, like, the Alolan. Lycan yeah. Wolf like or something yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah. Screw yeah. that. Yeah. Christian, what are you, you playing? Pack at? A, do your pack have a guaranteed Raichu in it? Yes, because it's like your beginner okay. pack Raichu. It's like it's actually pretty uh, cute where it's got two half decks and then it has instructions where it's like, don't shuffle the decks, but you and your friend can oh. follow these instructions. And then it's like, you draw a main key and then you'll draw a main key because it's all oh, set up. Nice. And it's like teaching you as you go. So I got a holographic Alolan Raichu out of the whole shit. Ooh, he's Hell surfing, yeah. surfing Raichu. Does that mean it came with a Pikachu? Yeah. Uh, yes. A Pichu? Yeah, really I bad guess looking Pikachu. I need a Pikachu also, huh? It would have to, wouldn't it? Uh, this is beyond me. The only way to play it me. is like, to evolve <laughs> Pikachu. Um, uh, he liked study. the ketchup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remember when the Pokemon movie came out in theaters and it was too short, so they had to do like a little added Pikachu's yeah. Adventures. Yeah, Pikachu's vacation, and you get like introduced to a bunch of Gen Two Pokemon for the first time. It's like, who's this little pink thing going snubble? You'll be seeing more of him when they release the next game. The world will turn to ash, they said. Uh, I was going to do Pokemon as my intermediary Futurama season show, but there's like eight billion episodes. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend going down that rabbit hole. How? How would you? Don't don't do it. Okay. There's not like Avoid a it. Pokemon G Gundam or something, right? Where it's just like a ten episode thing where it's weird Team Rocket. There are like off again. O- there are small like OVA series and stuff Ooh. like that. Like I think a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series, <gasps> like a Pokemon Origin series. Not an origin series, but it's like it's based more on what happens in the games rather than the adventures of Ash Ketchum from Palatown. I'm kinda into that. Mm. Pokemon but, Snap uh, SVU. sign me up dude uh never let me talk about pokemon again popcorn christian okay um unfortunately (laughs) i have notably less pokemon to talk about and fewer things to talk about this time around than i did last time around Hmm. grimer every time i try to put my nose to the grindstone for this podcast i gotta have stuff to talk about that's right so that is why since last podcast uh get the small fry out of the way i finished my hard playthrough of final fantasy 7 second playthrough nice, of final nice. fantasy 7 remake nice nice and got its platinum trophy for platinum number 111 also finished the second half of my gears tactics playthrough finished that got a nice survey from microsoft asking me if i played uh <laughs> xcom chimera squad did i really play xcom chimera squad did i ever hear of xcom chimera squad <laughs> Are you, am I positive I didn't play through XCOM Chimera Squad before I played Gears Tactics? What would I like to see in a Gears Tactics sequel? What did I not like about the Gears Tactics Gross. user interface? This, I don't like this. Can't they? Was it really that, that detailed? Out? It was like it's like they're crowdsourcing. Yes. Feet. Ugh. Okay. Very would you detailed. like if they're like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, how did you like the characters in Gears Tactics? Please explain your rankings in the section above. Have you commissioned lewd fan art of any of the characters in Gears Tactics? And if not, why? <laughs> what would make you change your mind? What archibutes should we add to our characters so you can feel more comfortable about ordering lewd fan art? 
Would you like it if we made the achievement points easier to get? Yes, no. Ooh, yes. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, but anyway, other than Gear Stack, <laughs> yeah. is played through that feels the last. So weird. It, it is weird. It is strange. Uh, like I got a straight like... up email, and it was like, "Please take a survey about your time with Gears Tactics." Oh, bite the hand. That means they're going to be designing <laughs> the sequel based on just you. To be this this focus group crowdsourced garbage. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. Uh, I don't think anything about crowdsourced leads them to Gears of War Tactics game PC exclusive. <laughs> that seems like a Good shot point. in the dark. <laughs> hmm. Where did you end up on Final Fantasy VII Remake, by the way? Uh, I think it was pretty enjoyable. Okay. I still enjoy it. I think the hard mode is garbage. Okay. Yeah. It seemed kind of like they were tying your hand behind your back for you a little bit in some weird ways. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Play the game again, except now you can't use any of the consumable items, except you <laughs> still get consumable items as drops and in chests. Yeah. You just can't use them. That's and weird. you can't regenerate your mana in any way, except for getting to the end of the chapter. So... It's like a just trial. Just kind of get through the chapter. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. And then it just kind of breaks it down at that point. It's like, why am I even playing this? And then they lock behind some super optional bosses behind that hard mode. And that's confusing. It's like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you making me fight this boss when I can't use any consumables and I can't regenerate my mana in any way? What's the point? What's the point? I don't know. Uh, I do have one final Final Fantasy. But, ooh, the question for you, though. Um, do you get did you feel coming out of it the way you do when you finish a Final Fantasy game or did it feel less than that less than okay that. like it wasn't this grand it's not adventure the, yeah I mean it's not it's not I got to the end of it and I'm like okay they, they, they got done with that part and then they figured out I guess how to end it in order to get out of Midgar and now you just Keep on, like, they're going to make another Keep game in five trucking. years, I guess. <laughs> yep, yeah, okay. I guess they've committed to that now, hmm. so that's cool. And I guess I'll play this first quarter of the Final Fantasy VII Remake again, except on hard mode, where they just <laughs> removed some features <laughs> and then oh, no. said do it again. I have, a, I have a fantastic question for you, Christian. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what comes first? Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two or Final Fantasy VII Remake Remastered for new consoles? Uh, remake Remastered. That's awesome. Absolutely. That gives me goose pimples. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Very cool. As you were. Okay, yeah, so Gears Tactics Survey uh, did three playthroughs of The Last of Us Remastered on the PS4. Oh, yeah. And in addition, <laughs> spent about 30 hours in its multiplayer component <laughs> yeah. in order to get its very elusive platinum trophy for platinum number 112. You've been eyeing that for a long time. Sorry, I was clapping. You've been eyeing that for a long time, Christian. I know it. It's, yep, a very long time. I first played through The Last of Us uh, back the week it released on PS3. Dang. And as soon as I did that, I was like, this, this platinum is just unobtainable. I don't yeah. understand why anyone would actually do it because there <laughs> is online trophies that require <laughs> that did require me to spend 30 hours playing it. And I cheese some of it in order to get through it faster. So it should take like about 50, 60 hours of multiplayer. But I was able to 
eek by with 30 instead. It, I wouldn't call it cheesing. You just kind of play. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of quit out what? of games, right? And it would count it as, like, yes. this is close enough. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So there's this fascinating metagame that The Last of Us Remastered's multiplayer has. So in the multiplayer, you have this uh, uh, camp, this encampment of survivors and you have to feed the survivors in order to keep the survivors fed you do well in a multiplayer match huh you get some kills you pop Mm. some headies you get Mm. some supplies to Mm. feed your survivors and to attract more survivors but the more survivors you have the more supplies you need to feed them so the better you have to do in the next multiplayer match so the multiplayer trophies are basically survive 12 weeks and uh every day one day is one match so take 12 times four that's how many matches you have to play for one faction take 12 times four again that's how many matches you have to play for the other faction but the thing is is that you only need one survivor still alive in order to keep going every day by day so you can play one match quit to play another match to get everyone back healthy and well fed again and then you can quit two more to kill a bunch more people off and then just do that over and over and over again just to keep you know a couple people alive still to string you along through those 12 weeks do they do enough with that where if someone wasn't concerned about trophies, like I'm sure there are people who have played that way more than you did for your platinum, is are they crazy people or is there something there where you could just keep playing that and like focus on those systems? That's a good question. It seems like you, you'd kind of run into diminishing returns after a certain point. Because if you look at the leaderboards, leaderboards are structured around uh, how many survivors you had by the end of those 12 weeks. And it's clear that there is the one way to min-max it. Yeah. And like the first, you know, 20,000 entries are just the people who got the maximum survivor count oh, at the okay. end of the day. Sure. So yeah. uh, there are some rewards, like you'll get a nice fun hat or something like that Ooh. once you read a cer- reach a certain survivor count. So you got that to <laughs> motivate you, I suppose. Okay, sure. But that's about it. Okay. I feel like the system would give me anxiety. <laughs> um, how... How many people were still playing The Last of Us Remastered online? I would say a surprisingly large amount. I had no issues finding huh. a game throughout my 30 hours spent with it. Do you think if we were maybe a couple months ago, that would still be the case? Ooh, good question. That I'm not sure. I wanted to make sure I got on this before The Last of Us 2 came out. Because yeah. that's where I would be a little concerned. Is those oh, people yeah. who are playing Last of Us 1 multiplayer like, okay the new actual shiny non-multiplayer but still new Last of Us thing is out. So I can just kind of forget about this and move on. And so that's what I was kind of afraid of. But that is also a good question. I'm not sure if that player base increased at all with The Last of Us 2 being on the horizon. But I do know that there is a small, albeit vocal, community of stringent adherence Mm -hmm. to The Last of Us multiplayer. Which is fascinating and weird. What happened? Because I mean, that multiplayer system seems so weird, so it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. But it's like, it is. I don't know. It's interesting. When they re-release The Last of Us on the PS5, are there mm. then going to be three separate warring clans of Last of Us oh. online players? <laughs> PS3 like 
old guard or just like they have blood smeared on their face. They're like, we've been here since the beginning. I have all the survivors. Yeah, that sounds scary. Go back to your improved frame rates. 4K, pa, pa. <laughs> uh, hmm. How long do you think it'll be till they re-release Last of Us for PS5? launch <laughs> yeah i don't know well there's there is very interesting precedent here so i would not be surprised to see the last of us 2 remastered as a near launch or launch oh. ps5 thing because yeah the distance between the last of us and the last of us remastered is one year okay that's a really interesting yeah. point because I, the last oh, of us was man. largely the swan song of the ps3 and I then PS4 it. came out, and soon afterwards, Last of Us Remastered hit. Are the servers even still live on PS3? I know this is kind of a random side question, but... That is a very good question that I wondered and pondered on a lot <laughs> while I sat there waiting for the matches to start in Last of Us Remastered multiplayer. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. That's something I would also be very curious to find out, because if they are not then the Platinum Trophy for the PS3 version would no longer be Locked. Locked. A terrifying thought. Mm -hmm. Hmm. All we are is Hmm. dust in the wind, Michael. Yep. But Christian, that's not all you've played. No, I also played through in order to take advantage of The Last of Us Wait Time, Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. Okay, sure. For the Sega Genesis home video game console. Hmm. Uh, what what is it in Europe? Sega Mega Drive. The Mega Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Drive that Mega. Ooh, it does what Nintendo don't. Genesis. But <laughs> how was that? How was Streets of Rage? Very interesting. Uh, Streets of Rage Two, I think, is a blast. Streets of Rage One is a fascinating time capsule. One feels very much like the uh, like Red Letter Media best of the worst movies, sure. where. Some 50-something-year-old dude is like, I want to make a movie, man. But I don't have a lot of money. But I want to make it like one of those crazy uh, hostile takeover city-type movies. So I'm going okay. to shoot okay. it in my hometown. Yeah. I'm going to get a gang of crazy people who are just my friends on motorcycles. And we're going to make this crazy movie. And that's kind of what Streets of Rage 1 is. Because it's not really crazy. But you're like trying to defend the city. From a bunch of people who want to take it over. And so you're just walking around, you know, walking through the city, beat up the guy, move on. Walk through the city, beat up the guy, move on. But in Streets of Rage 2, they start going off the walls, man. They start going places. You start going to some crazy spots. Like there's this elevator that takes you way down deep into the depths of some fight club in like Yakuza style, man. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, they start having fun with it, having like wacky characters. And then Streets of Rage 2 also is quite a bit better in the polish department. Like they clearly had a better grasp of the hardware. They knew what they were doing and where they were going with it. It's a beat-em-up, you know, like Yakuza. It's a beat-em-up. The guy has a health bar. You keep punching until the health bar gets empty and you move on. Hmm. That's how it works. That's the beauty of Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 3... Uh, they, they they added some more uh, welcome features, like uh, like the way the special meter works. I forget how it works. And Streets of Rage 2 is annoying. And Streets of Rage 3, it makes more sense. 
Um, how did it, oh yeah, Streets of Rage 2, if you wanted to use a special move, it would use your health up. In Streets of Rage 3, you can use the special move immediately and it will use your health up. Otherwise, you can let it charge a little bit first and then you can use it once without it using your health up. Pretty nice, right? But Streets of Rage 3 also has a lot of annoying sections, like there's conveyor belts that keep on moving you Ugh. over and over, and you're just trying to punch the stupid guy to get his stupid health bar to go down, Ugh. but it just keeps on moving you? Ugh. Very frustrating. But it also gets off the wall bonkers. You're fighting aliens and stuff. Streets oh, of Rage 2 okay. and 3 are both pretty enjoyable. Huh. Can we... I... Can Michael... Hi. Uh, do you think a video game would ever be able to be called Streets of Rage? If the Streets of Rage didn't exist, do you think that's a name that would ever come up again? Like, someone would name a video game Streets of Rage in 2020. Uh, the Streets of Rage? But, uh, I, I guess I don't have any other observations. That was just a thought in my mind. Like, <laughs> this seems like a very, very much a, a, a game of its time. Mm-hmm. Streets Maybe of Rage 4. Steam Early Access Project. Yeah, yeah, but like the, the, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Can you break this down for me, Christian? So we got Double Dragon, right? Okay, yes. That's like two dudes NES maybe fighting? Yep. Okay, okay. We got Final Fight? Oh, boy. That sounds like a fighting game to me. Is Final Fight Mike Hagar? I think Mike Hagar is Final Fight. I want to say. Smash Brothers character was Final Fight? Uh, Mario? Okay. Kirby? Yeah. You're thinking a King of Fighters. Ah, that's it. You got it. Which might have, that might share some genealogy. Oh boy, that's uh, what deterred me from picking up Streets yeah. of Rage in the first place. Yeah. Is all this nebulous fighting beat 'em up stuff, right? And so I was like, right. "Screw it!" Streets of Rage Four came out. I know Streets of Rage One, Two, and Three exist. Yeah, I am going to play Streets of Rage One, Two, and Three, and right. just forget about the rest of it because I don't understand it. Yeah, so you play Contra so One, Contra Two, Contra Three, and you're done. You move on. Uh, what was the one on the NES where it was like an RPG-ish and it was kind of cutesy? Oof. School something. School fight. School of hard knocks. School. Schools of fight. Slapped ass Luke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's yelling at his, his iPod classic right now. <laughs> Doing something. Okay. Okay. So you yeah. recommend, it sounds like, at least two, maybe three? In yeah, one? two. Absolutely. Yeah, feel free. Pick up two. Screw around <laughs> sure. with it. Yeah. Have it a somewhat enjoyable time. With a friend, even more enjoyable, even. Two players supported <laughs> with Streets of Rage 2 and 3, and I believe one as well. Are we talking like 20 minutes? Is that... If you suck like me, it might take you a little longer. It might take you a couple hours. <laughs> but maybe with okay. a friend, it'll go... Yeah. Speedy Deedy. Okay. You ever play that Simpsons game? Oh, mama. No. Oh, mama. Good one? No, but it was at my okay. local pizza place. Like so. the Simpsons arcade? Yeah. Is that what yeah, we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same exact idea. That same game over and over and over forever. But you fought mm-hmm. Krusty or whatever. Yes. Sideshow Bob. Um, 
But Christian, that's not all you played. That's true. Uh, Michael mentioned that I recently, since the last podcast, played through Yakuza Kiwami 2 as well. Mm. So I've been chipping away at the Yakuza. That's not what I was talking about, and you know it, but continue. I know. <sighs> and then I also noticed that Paper Mario Origami oh King or God. whatever was announced. So I played through the first Paper Mario game on N64. You're blue balling me or Christian, and I don't care for it. I know. And then the last thing I No, did you can talk about Paper Mario. Podcast. Let's talk Paper Mario. I want to hear some okay. Paper Mario thoughts. What do you want to know? Paper Mario on 64? Yo, you like darn that game? enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Even in 2020. Okay. Extremely charming. Ridiculously charming. If you didn't <laughs> okay. smile throughout your playthrough of Paper Mario idiot. on the Nintendo 64, which for some reason I don't hear talked about very often at all. Yeah. Then you don't have a smile, I guess. I don't know. I thought Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64 was yeah. an enjoyable romp through a Hell colorful yeah. Mario-inspired world that took advantage of the IP in a variety of ways yeah. while injecting it with a sense of humor and style. Ooh. Checks coming your way. Yeah? Just heard from Reggie himself. And it's it's weird that I like the Paper Mario N sixty four like might as well not exist as far as like I'm concerned when it comes to like watching internet videos like I know people who drool over a thousand year door like yeah. I've been hearing yeah. thousand year door praises for a decade and a half at this point and it's been thousand year door thousand year door Paper Mario Paper Mario but whenever someone says Paper Mario they're referring to thousand year door which is a sequel to yeah. the original yeah. on the N sixty four yeah. Which is interesting because yeah. it, it occupies this very interesting middle ground because I've played uh, Paper Mario. I played through Paper Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars last year, and I also played through uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar yes. last year. That game's And so awesome. that's kind of, it is phenomenal. And so those are like two fascinating bookends where Paper Mario on the N64 kind of fits in the middle. Yeah. Where it occupies this middle ground between the two. Where it's a lot more accessible than your Legend of the Seven Stars on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But it's also not quite as, you know, mirror sheen polished as Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is. True. So it's very fascinating in that sense. And I have played the first 25 hours of Thousand Year Door, <laughs> but I don't feel comfortable enough to comment on it yet. Because I don't believe I'm, being ha- yeah, I'm even halfway through it. <laughs> sure. But... It is very, it's in that very same vein. And I was very surprised by that because I've heard people sing the praises of Thousand Year Door. And so I was like, okay, this thing has to be radically different than Paper Mario 64. And it is not Mm. in terms of mechanics. Like those mechanics are almost set in stone with that Paper Mario 64, which I found very fascinating to find out. Just hold it to the left and then it goes doop, 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 doop. And then you like it. Yes. Yep. You got your turn based RPG. You, uh, unlike Legend of the Seven Stars, uh, when you level up, you do not uh, level up your attack. You can only choose to level up your uh, your uh, HP or your MP equivalent, which are flower points in this one. Of course. Or your AP ability points mm. equivalent, which are BP battle points in this mm. one. So. Hmm. Uh, in that sense, you're not like continuously getting you know higher and higher attack values but you are getting less and less experience from the enemies, which is a fascinating and weird abstraction that doesn't quite gel, you know, extremely well with my lizard RPG brain that wants to see the numbers keep going up. Right. 
But you also have like the action things in combat, which I just like love. Like, that's from why heaven. I love Mario and Luigi so much. Yeah. Because if you would have put that in the hands of ten year old me, oh, that's just that's all I would have needed for the Goombas. rest of forever. Like if I can press A during combat to do more damage, that's all I need. I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna sit there and be thoroughly entertained for forty hours. Thank done. you. Done. And you did. And were and will. I did, and were, and will, and have, and is. Okay. Who was your favorite companion of the Paper Mario crew? Oh, and then there's so many good ones, Ooh. dude. There's a, there's a girl, bob that I liked a lot. She's okay. got a little ponytail, and she'll explode some stuff for you. I really liked her. But there's also a How baby about the train? son. Yeah. Train's good. Oh, he's got the little he nookie. <laughs> yeah, he does. But he's also like androgynous. So like he's sure, referred to great. as different genders, I think, of the Japanese original. And then also in like the English translation, the baby son, Watt, I think is his name or something, Watt is referred to <laughs> as different genders in the English translation because <laughs> they weren't sure because it wasn't clear in the Japanese what gender he was. Hmm. So they referred to him as different genders. Just ask somebody. Interesting. Cute, yeah. yeah. Get a little light bulb, and then you, you got to give props to my to my girl, the the girl Boo, the sassy Boo girl okay. who owns the mansion. Okay. Sure, and sure. she's got the butler named Bootler, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. bosses him around. <laughs> Michael's on board. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yes, dude. It's like caffeine. <gasps> so good. <laughs> uh, I it's been so long. I don't have any specific questions, but. It's cool that you are. How far are you taking this journey through Paper Mario? All the way. I would like to try and get caught up. Yeah, I'll yeah. play through at least all of the uh, main entries that I'm aware of. So <laughs> right. after right. Thousand Year Door is Super Paper Mario on the Wii. Real and after curious. That I yeah. think is Sticker Star or something like that. Sure. There's, What's there's the Paper Jam? Luke said Paper Jam, paper that, jam or something. I was like, yes. I don't know what that is. So. After the Wii Super Paper Mario, there was a 3DS and there was a Wii U Paper Mario. And okay. then there was also another 3DS Paper Mario, okay. which was Paper Jam. And that okay. was the Mario and Luigi Paper Mario crossover. <gasps> right. So you got wow. the crossover between the two. What a lineage. Yeah. So my initial plan was as you know, someone who played through... Uh, Legend of the Seven Stars and Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga last year. I was going to stick with Mario and Luigi, play through all those, and then come back to Paper Mario and play through all those and Uh end it with the crossover one. But now that they announced a new Paper Mario game, you know, I'm all frazzled. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'll just play through Paper Mario games right now. Exactly. They're so comfy, though. It's just like, ah. Oh, dude. Uh, Paper (laughs) Mario and then 64 original. He is freaking adorable. Yeah. Uh, Paper Peach and then 64 original. She's freaking Peach. cute as heck, man. Yeah. They nailed those character models. And that yeah. style, that 2D sprites with 3D backgrounds, which I feel like is very much just like leveraging the power that they could squeeze out, out of the N64 at the time, Yeah, works so well on that old hardware. Yeah. And it translates beautifully to a GameCube, man. Mm. 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 <laughs> Approved. Very much approved. Okay. Okay. Are Speaking you... of approved. Approve me, I baby. I was just wondering if you were uh, hype on Super Paper Mario or if you're like, uh, mm, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know how to feel pa- about Super Paper Mario because I think, to an extent, Super Paper Mario was the first Paper Mario game that I saw being played in person. Sure. Because I was over at a friend's house, and that friend had an older brother who would rent all of the new video games, play them through, and then turn them back in. And at the time, Super Paper Mario was the new thing. And I saw it, and I'm like, whoa, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> and I have no idea how that's going to hit me now in 2020, having played yeah. through, hopefully, the first two Paper Mario games. I don't know. Mm. I'm intrigued. I'm curious. Hmm. Open mind. That's, that's how right. I go into it. Namaste. Open mind. Speaking of open mind. Yes. Uh, I kept an open mind yes. while I played through yes. recently yes. the first six main entries yes. in the Tony Hawk franchise. So I played through Tony Hawk's <clears throat> 1, 2, 3, 4, Underground 1, and Underground 2 yes. since we last podcasted. Ooh. Discuss. Ooh. Ooh. Um, w- ooh. Hmm. I feel like I can't discuss because I'll just get angry about the remake. So, <laughs> uh, that's cool. Three is pretty good, yep. huh? Oh, three's my favorite out of okay. those first six. Okay. okay, having revisited them, and okay. I will be the first to admit that I have plenty of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three nostalgia. So, sure, sure. It's hard to say that that nostalgia does not play into that fact, but I think the fact remains. That Tony Hawk 3 is a fantastic video game. Per- perfect, maybe? Huh? That argument could absolutely be made, yes. An interesting thing that I ran across while I was just, like, binging on Tony Hawk, like, <laughs> video reviews while yeah. playing through these six Tony Hawk video games and understanding where the heck the franchise went after, Ugh. you know, 4 yeah. was that, uh, like... I noticed people were commenting on the fact that Tony Hawk's one, two and three and even four to to an extent didn't have stories. And that was the first time that I kind of realized that, that they did not have stories or narratives, at least not in the traditional sense. And I was kind of taken aback by that fact because (laughs) that was never that never occurred to me when I ever played through Tony Hawk's one, two or three. (laughs) Why am I I wasn't thinking Exactly. I wasn't thinking why this. There's no story here. Why am I playing this video game? Because I'm playing these video games because they're freaking fun, man. <laughs> it's fun to tear this crap up. That's uh, true. That's it's offensive fun. to me that people even have that thought. Yeah. I don't what? know. It never occurred to me. But yeah. I mean, God bless them for for what? realizing that fact. Because I'm not strong enough to. What's the plot? This is just the underground plot. What's the underground plot? He like steals your skate video or something, right? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it gets pretty. <laughs> it gets quite a bit worse once they start. You know, the, I'm sure the NeverSoft folks were like, oh, they don't like how there isn't a story. We need a story. Uh, so Bam Margera uh, and then his dad, exactly. and then they go on tour, and then it's yes. the Boom Boom Huck Jam. Yeah, yes. I don't, I don't know. Ship it. <laughs> oh man, I. Tony Hawk 4 is probably one of the most nostalgic items in my life. I don't know. It's just, whew. Oh, played all day. So good, man. It's good to have that stuff. It's good TNT. to have that stuff in your life. 
Michael, I'm curious, have you ever played a Tony Hawk game? Oh, no, I haven't. As a youngin, that stuff never interested me in any gotcha. way. Hmm. 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 How do we fix this? Boom, boom, hawk jam. We're going to Michael's house. <laughs> no, okay. Bam Marger is coming with us, and he's going to be like, <laughs> We're going to blow up different landmarks on our way and haul them in a tractor. <laughs> Oh no, Bam Arger is I, I don't devil. know what we're talking about. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you could say any of these things. This is real, dude. Actually happen. I don't. This is real. The plot of Underground 2 is that Bam Margera, Christian, take it away. <laughs> no, they're doing some like yeah. stupid big festival, right? Like Boom Boom Huck Jam? Yes. Yes, then, there's a contest. Yeah. So they. So at the end of Underground One, you start <laughs> out as a no-name kiddo, right? Yeah. And then you you claw your way through the ranks and become a pro, yes. and you're buddy buddy with Tony Hawk and what? Bob Burnkist and all the boys. <laughs> oh no! Okay, Melissa you know? Steamer or whatever. Uh-huh. Hell yes. Yeah. Sure. And so Underground Two starts, and you know you're just living the good old pro life. You're ripping up a half pipe and then bam margera pops up in a van and you slam into the van while you're ripping up the half pipe because you you weren't uh looking up while you were skating and then he kidnaps you and puts a sack on your head and then drives you off to the middle of nowhere and he gets a chainsaw out and then he starts like chainsawing in front of all your faces and one of the boys wets his pants because he's so scared of the chainsaw god he's gonna kill him and then Bam Margera takes the mask off. He's like, what's up, guy? <laughs> and then he's like, here's what we're doing, all right? We're no. doing the big grand tour, whatever it's called. And so we're going to be in two teams. And oh, the team yeah. with the most points at the end wins. Oh, no. The losing team has to pay for everything we did. That's kind of cute. So Tony Hawk runs one team. Bam Margera runs the other team, and I think at the end uh, they all pick they all pick their you know team members, and at the end it's you versus some brace face casted teen in a wheelchair, and uh, Bam oh, ends okay. up picking the wheelchair kid, and he's uh, like, yeah, let's uh, do this, uh, and then. And then Tony acts like, well, I guess the new kid's with me. And then you go and proceed to do a bunch of arbitrary goals in order to get arbitrary points to move on to the next stage to arbitrarily end the arbitrary tour. Hmm. Is Johnny Knoxville in this game? Yes, he is a playable character who rides an electric bull. That's excellent. Thanks. <clears throat> yes. Okay. How is the soundtrack I, in Underground? How is the Thug 2 soundtrack, mm, would you say? Mm. Uh, I think uh, Underground 1 and Underground 2, the soundtracks kind of blur together for me. Sure. That was like a day and a half thing where I just yeah. burned through those two. A lot of punk, Underground a lot of 1 punk. had a sublime song that I really appreciated. Okay. Underground 2 was it? Uh, had a less than Jake song that I wasn't okay. familiar with. So okay. I guess okay. I kind of appreciated it for the artist, but not so much for the song. It wasn't um, all my friends with metalheads. It was not. Ah, it was not. Screw yeah, it. Yeah, it was one of their newer songs. Ah. Like, oh, whatever. Just write that on. It's yes. less than Jake. I recognize the guy who's doing the... Yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Tony Hawk sounds... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it fits. It fits. Yeah. I mean, they got the punk rock. They got, you know, your, your pop songs of the air, I'm sure. It fits. I mean, it doesn't stand out to you like, oh, why, why is this song in here? 
Yeah. But I mean, I think if I grew up playing nothing but Tony Hawk's Underground 2, I'm sure I would appreciate the soundtrack significantly more than I do now. Whereas if I hear any song from that Tony Hawk 3 soundtrack, I'm like, yeah. oh, ho, ho, ho. So Tony Hawk 1 soundtrack. Let's connect the dots here, Christian. Let's do the red okay. yarn between the push bins here. Yes. Tony Hawk 3, Ska, Christian music? Tony Hawk, Ska. Yeah, I kind of had a reckoning when I realized that yeah. there isn't a ton of Ska. Ooh. You know, it's, there's a lot of punk rock. And yeah. That yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Hip hop. Which I mean, some Ska is borderline just punk rock, but still, I'm. <laughs> you take that back right now. What the hell? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Traitor. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Ace of Spades, is that Ska? No. Mm that's not punk rock well mm. it's borderline punk rock it's proto-punk as oh my god the the music critics say oh my god shut this down michael do you have any (laughs) questions i don't i don't i don't get where you stand michael i don't i don't understand it what don't you understand i don't know i don't when i was a kid the games that appealed to me were like call of duty army men military right, nonsense right. with a little bit yeah. of smash bros <laughs> so it's like <laughs> huey which like there's no overlap between sure. that and mm-hmm. totally in in any of the tony hawk games mm-hmm. so that's fair so just it, it didn't have any appeal to me so i have net zero nostalgia for these games which is crazy because they seem so formative to so many people yeah so you made it out unscathed <laughs> unscathed um where do you think we're going to be in six months when a bunch of people who have never played a Tony Hawk game before sit down and play what is ostensibly Tony Hawk 1 and 2? And Ooh. do you think they're going to be like, hmm? I don't know. Is there punk rock? I don't get it. I, I think it's <laughs> going to be a Crash Remaster situation where the people who didn't are going to be like, oh, these games are just so world-renowned. I got to get, I gotta get them. I got to play them. And yeah. then they'll maybe play a little bit of it, and then they'll be like, okay, people like it. I bought it, <laughs> and now I'll just, you know, just put yeah. it away and say, I played the game everyone likes. And then the people yeah. who played through them are going to be like, yeah, I remember this, and then no! they're going to put it away. And then yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, that's that's that game. Because they're 45 minutes long a piece, <laughs> so it's yeah, like... Yeah, sure. <laughs> if they're if had reverts and manuals... And yeah. modern engine, it's just gonna fly right by. That's they crazy. Seem like yeah. Trophy bait, though. Oh <gasps> my god! Yes. They seem yeah. like they're designed for the trophy system. No, trophy because system Michael, for them. Let me. I, I wanna, don't know. I see I wanna, some mileage coming. No, out of I, that kind of stuff. You're totally right, but let me strike at the very heart of what you're saying. Back in the day, oh. we didn't need freaking trophies, mm. man. Mm. Did you unlock Spider Man or something? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Tony Hawk 2, yes. Spider-Man. Tony Hawk 3, you unlocked Wolverine and Darth Maul and... uh, Boba Fett and 4. Jango Fett was Tony Hawk 4. Sure. Is this canonical? Oh, yeah. He's got a hoverboard. Sick. Yeah. Okay, okay. What you do... I'll have to check the the Wikipedia for that one. Please do. Uh, I think the completion (laughs) bonus for Tony Hawk 1 was an adult actress... And then the adult actress found out, and then she was like, hey, I'm going to need some kickback for this. And they're like, okay, for your kickback, we'll pay you to put you in Tony Hawk 2 as the completion bonus. And she's like, okay. 
<laughs> it was a simpler time okay. of the room. Uh, so she'll uh, obviously be in the remake. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I think she went to jail at some point because I looked her up. I'm like, who is this person? And then all I got was like 50 news articles about, you know, like there's in jail for whatever, whatever. No, I, I get you, Christian. I'm also looking up adult film actresses. Yes, from the 90s. Yep, all the time. Just doing my little Google searches. Yeah, it's nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? What's the cop's name that's in all of them? Uh, like Officer Dick or something. Officer Dick, yeah. He's going to be in the remake. Oh. You yeah. saying Crash really broke my brain because that yeah. isn't going to happen. Was that you, Michael? Yeah. You're fired. No, that was not me, but I okay. believe it. Okay. It would be weirder to me if it if, if that wasn't the case. But. Well, it was my friend at work who has never played a Tony Hawk game. He was like, "Do you think we'll see Crash in the Tony Hawk game?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it makes too much sense. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it totally makes <laughs> it's so gotta much sense. happen. Yeah, it's like Aku Aku Slide or something. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. What's really uh, weird is it's being. <laughs> I mean, it's being developed by Vicarious Visions, so there's that through line, you know, right." Because they also did the Crash Insane trilogy, the remasters. But also, Vicarious Visions was in charge of some Game Boy Advance ports of <laughs> Tony Hawk games back in the day, too. Oh, yeah. So there's a lineage there. There's a lineage okay. of Vicarious Visions working on Tony Hawk projects that no one else wants to work on. Four years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where do you stand, Christian? Lay it on me. Give me the straight shot here. Putting reverts and manuals into Tony Hawk One. Where, what? Was that a question? I can rephrase it as a question. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I stand? Yeah, it's weird because um, you know I've got the Tucker print in my brain, which is like these levels were not designed with reverts and manuals in mind. That's not even are just broken. Do not misconstrue my my stance here. I, uh, I apologize. Please represent it accurately for me. Do not call this Tony Hawk 1 and 2 if you're putting things uh, from 3 in it. Gotcha. Gosh darn it, kids don't even know. It's my first Tony Hawk. I'm playing Tony Hawk 1 and reverting. No, you're playing a <laughs> Frankenstein's monster of a video game and you don't even know it. Please continue. Well, another interesting part of this whole situation while I've gone down these YouTube rabbit holes looking at stuff <laughs> like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X on the Xbox. Hell yeah. Which they put out because they didn't have Tony Hawk 3 ready on the Xbox running in DirectX in time for the release <laughs> of Tony Hawk 3. So they put 2X Ooh. out on the Xbox while they still worked on Tony Hawk 3. And then also the whole Tony Hawk HD situation, which is the game oh that Robomoto developed and put out before Tony Hawk 5. Terrible. And so I believe it's the same engine. And there's also that cel-shaded crap going on. And then they also apparently put Tony Hawk 3 levels as DLC in Tony Hawk HD. And Ew. Yes. <laughs> So like my and they also reverts were not initially in Tony Hawk HD, but they added them later on with DLC, and so that's just so fascinating to me. But anyway, one of the mechanics in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two is called the big drop, right? And so what the big drop is is if you fall a certain distance, your skater will automatically bail. Really? Yes. So if you're like jumping from a high height, this big drop icon will show up. And that will mean oh, that you yeah. will bail if you hit the ground from that height. Right. Tony Hawk 1 does not have this. The um, original Neversoft developed Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 did not have this. 
So Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 was the only Neversoft-developed uh, native title at the time that had this big drop mechanic where if you fall from a certain height, you'll automatically fall off your skateboard. Combo ended. That sucks, by the way, but okay. Where sure. this gets interesting is in Tony <laughs> yeah. Hawk's Pro Skater 2X because that had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 levels and it still had the big drop mechanic. Oh. So stuff like Downhill Jam, where there are straight up <laughs> gaps related to how high you can get your skater are going to be rendered pretty much useless by the fact that they put in the big drop in there where your character is just going to fall off his skateboard once he hits the ground anyway. So there's no point in any of this even happening. And that big drop mechanic was carried over into Tony X Pro Skater HD, developed by Robomoto, which also had those Tony X Pro Skater 1 levels in there. And so it rendered Mall, the Mall level, where you got a bunch of escalator drops. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. once again, the downhill jam level, where you got a bunch of big drops. Just complete stress fests. Because those levels were not supposed to have that big drop mechanic in there. You just fall right off your skateboard when you even go through the level. What's the point of even doing tricks? What's the point of getting any air <laughs> at all when you just fall off your skateboard? Yeah. In Tony Hawk 2, it kind of yeah. makes sense because the levels were somewhat structured around that mechanic. But once you just shove it into Tony Hawk 1, mm-mm. Uh-oh. You, you screw it all up, man. Mm-mm. Because but it's a restriction. Don't restrict my Tony Hawk 1, okay? Oh, no. Give me more capabilities, not less. So you do like the revert in it, then, is what you're saying. Yeah, give me the revert. I'm sorry. Okay. That's long, okay. That's long roundabout. Give me the revert because, yes, the one small non-Tucker part of my brain, because this is yeah. not Tucker's viewpoint whatsoever. Right. This is not representative of any of the views <laughs> of Tucker, host of the XPR podcast, <laughs> which is that... These levels were not made with reverts or manuals or any of that stuff in mind. And so these levels kind of break when you can do those things in those levels. And you can just combo them to oblivion. And they're (laughs) like small given those mechanics, right? Like the beginning of Tony Hawk's Underground 2, it's got a – they throw you a bone because the opening is the warehouse at the the first level of Tony Hawk 1. It's like, wow, this this level's – Yes, it is. Yep. Oh, it's like this seems small and quaint and cute because the series has come a very long way. Yeah. And when I can just get off my skateboard in order to continue a combo, this level doesn't really make sense anymore. But I can, I sure can completely obliterate it. Yeah. So there, I've got a small part of my brain that's in that camp. But the other part is like, let me completely obliterate these levels, take the shackles yeah. off me, liberate me from my chains. I do not want to be a worker. I want to be a controller of no all drones. of the variables. Exactly. Yeah. So my Tony Hawk experience. Are they going to, they got to bump it up there, right? It can't just be like, get 25,000 points because you can do that in like a, mm. you can do that like that. It's crazy. Yes, that's another very interesting point. That's probably the thing I'm most curious about with these remakes is to see how they screw around with those goals because I believe they increase the number of goals from Tony Hawk 1 to Tony Hawk 2. So are they going to put more goals in Tony Hawk 1? Are they just going to keep it the way it was? That might not be as good if you can just, you know, sit there in manual and do a bunch of tricks off of your manual and be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. If you ever watch a speedrun of a Tony Hawk game, especially one <laughs> post getting off your board, it's fascinating. Because <laughs> any high score thing is just manual, do a bunch of like flatland tricks, and then get off your board, and then start running to whatever you have to do next. <laughs> it is fascinating, man. Those games just break Dude, as soon as fire. you can get off your board. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I yeah. have faith in them that they'll do yeah. the right thing, and I'll have an enjoyable time revisiting Tony Hawk 1 and 2 for the second time in 2020. Yeah. And I can't get mad at you, Chris, because you put the work in. You know, it just it kind of bugs <laughs> me when, well, I've talked about this before, just like this concept of like, I've never played Spyro, but now I have because I played this remake made by entirely different people that looks entirely different and it's not the same engine. It's like the not, I don't know. It's weird. It's like if you. Well, I guess I won't be playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. <laughs> do it. To- you can do it right now. You can do it right no. now. No, no. I can't. I don't have a system to play it on. You have a computer. With the, with the remake of. Of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming out this September, but they have I have a chance to play these games, maybe. You have a chance to play this brand new product called Tony Hawk 1 and 2 <laughs> that they've put out in stores for you. And it'll have all these songs you don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to play these games just to spite you, Tucker. Do it. I'm going to not play them. I have played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Ask me anything. Stop bullying me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for the uh, the panel. Um, hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward a timeline here. Okay, this game comes out, does very well. People are happy. No one's sad. Game do well. Money in safe. Good time. And then mm-hmm. they call everyone together. They say, "Now we do next. What next? <sighs> Is it three? Is it three and four? Is it three, four, and thug? Is it just four? <laughs> Jeez. Is three just what? DLC for one and two? Oh. Do they oh. release a new game? That would be scary, but also what I would want, I guess. I mean, five was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, because I, I feel as though there's precedent here in the form of like crash bandicoot or in the form of like resident evil mm. resident evil where you have these successful remakes mm-hmm. and it seems like the ultimate follow-up to this is eventually mm-hmm. new games i guess it doesn't really work with resident evil because i mean they were still releasing mainline games but now i think eight is on the horizon i believe yeah and I take the opposite tact here. Uh, so they're just going to remake games forever because it's easier and it does better. Yeah, maybe, but they're not like. But at the same time, some of these remakes aren't like. You know, it's not like you're just porting it to a new console with updated graphics. Like Resident Evil Two was a bottom-up remake, right? Ground-up remake. No, you're right. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I. It's still... Like, they had to work for it. <laughs> yeah, but that's even worse in my eyes. Well, I mean, Resident Evil 2 Remake is fantastic, so I can't, like, poo-poo it, but wouldn't you rather all that work out towards something new that is, like... It's not just them cannibalizing their history over and over. Yeah, but I now? feel like you need to cannibalize your history in a way to build faith in the, the brand, in a way. Like, that's if they sad. released a Crash Bandicoot game new Crash Bandicoot game five years ago, I don't think it would have the kind of landing power it would now, now that we're post uh, CTR remake, now that we're post original trilogy remake. But that's because those, that's so sad. I also (laughs) think maybe Resident Evil 8 would probably land a little better now because we're post Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm. That also is sad. What it takes for, (laughs) 
It might okay. It might be sad. I don't know because Resident Evil Two was good, and I had fun with. Uh, it's because it was remakes. good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just maybe we're opening the door for a this. This is maybe the next step is after Pro Skater One and Two. There's some other remake, and then they followed it out with a new game. That sucks, though. I get what you're saying, but like philosophically, I hate that. It would be like if, well, that's not a good example. It would be like if a good example. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good example. Okay. Good good example. It would be like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, people liked the last couple. Well, some people uh, liked the last person? couple. But... <laughs> some people. I liked um, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, 15 Some was people well, like 15. well regarded. Um, Is it? I always got the impression it kind of landed. Kind of weird. Yeah, kind of weird, as though yeah. it wasn't. Like, I don't know how many people would point to 15 as their favorite in the series, but yeah, it's not like maligned. It's not... Yeah. Unless you have norovirus while you're trying to play. But... Yeah. <laughs> I think we're kind um, of in an uncharted territory. I think the crash precedent makes me think. We could just be in an endless remake world because... I hate it. I, yes, you're right. Go on. Vicarious Visions did Crash 1, 2, and 3, right? Mm-hmm. Remasters and a trilogy. You know, fantastic, phenomenal, gimme. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, well, Vicarious Visions clearly has a lot of experience with this physics, this engine. They're clearly going to be using this in the future, right? They put out the um the one crazy slippery slope or whatever yeah, level yeah, yeah, yeah. as dlc and then they put out one brand new level for crash 3 and everyone's like well it's basically Woo! guaranteed at this point vicarious visions will be working on a new crash video game and they are just flexing their muscles with this standalone dlc level that they added to crash 3 and they're uh-huh. just silently working behind the scenes what is vicarious visions working on next a different and it's remake. tony hawk one and two remakes so, that's yeah, my yeah. exact point <laughs> yeah that's there's a good no point. motivation <laughs> to go make new things because it's easier and it's a safe bet if you just take people's nostalgia and you repackage it and you say here you go it's tough i hate it hmm hmm <sighs> who who's gonna make a new know. tony hawk is vicarious visions gonna make a new tony hawk Oh, probably not. That's not that's not an easy sell for me. It's like okay, you can remake an old game. That doesn't give me any faith that you can make a fun new Tony Hawk game, of which there have been so few forever. Mm-hmm. Since where Christian is at, basically, maybe. Yeah. Do you know they made two motion controller Tony Hawk games? That's weird. I knew they made I didn't one. Know this. Yes. The one was the only one I was aware of. The ride. The Tony Hawk yeah. ride. Where they yeah, had yeah, the, yeah. the board peripheral. And everyone was like, this thing sucks. But <laughs> yeah. apparently they made a second board yeah. peripheral video game called Tony Hawk what? Shred. Where they released huh? a new board to come <laughs> no. with it. But the board no, was the not. same board. It just looked different. It had a different That's... skin on it. But it was the same board. That's and they called terrible. it Tony Hawk Shred. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, the game sold, you know, hold on to your butts here, 3,000 copies. No. In its launch week. 3,000. Oh, my God. That, that, do you know what MSRP on that baby was? Because I feel like it was over $100. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's why it didn't sell well. And now you can get it on eBay for 20 bucks. Let's do it. 
<laughs> I have looked at it and I have been like, I can be totally content playing only the Neversoft stuff. I don't sure. have to go sure. there. Huh. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> I yes. have a another Parlay. example or thought maybe. Yes. We started this co- this this podcast with Yakuza. Okay. Okay. And I mean what happened it was Yakuza 0. I I don't know. I guess the timeline's still kind of confusing there, but it but remakes kind of helped lead to 6 in some way. Right? Mm. Am I way off base there or is there at least some kind of thread? Cuz it was 0 then it was Kiwami one and then six and then two, right? <laughs> That's crazy to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, yeah. But Zero was never a remake, right? It was a no, it was a prequel. <laughs> but it was an original creation. Yeah, it was an original down. creation. So I don't know. Maybe I guess that doesn't work as well as it. I thought, but I don't know if it's just as a through line of only this homogenous remake world. <laughs> Because then uh, under that <laughs> yeah. regime, Yakuza could thrive off of just remaking <laughs> three, four, five, three, four, and five, but instead they release a six. Okay, okay. But there's you're just saying there's still some good in the world. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's in the form of, of, of the walking erection and cat fights. So. And not uh, out of Activision, who just puts out a yearly Call of Duty and a remastered <clears throat> bundle every now and then. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I am. I'm just really not looking. Yeah. Where does Call of Duty fit <laughs> into this paradigm, too? I don't want to think about that. Give Where's me my Black World Ops remastered, baby. Give me my yeah. second Black Ops Platinum <sighs> trophy any day. Yeah. Uh, Next year is going to be bad, you guys, for me. <laughs> I mean. 2020 is does, bad? So does 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 <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty then does a uh, why can't I think of the word for it? Soap. A reboot. Does do reboots kind of fit into this then? Where do where do reboots like the Modern Warfare reboot fit into this timeline or fit into oh, this what? paradigm? It's different. So I'm just right? I don't right? I guess my thought bubble is that it's not that there are maybe maybe there's still this this realm of not sp- solely relying on remakes for some of these series. We as they start resurfacing. We got remakes of one and two Modern Warfare in the not so distant past. No, it's true. We did. And Modern but we Warfare. We also got a reboot of Modern Warfare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe Activision is exactly evil. A remake. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Reboots can be good sometimes. I like Devil May Cry yeah, like reboot. Five? Is that a reboot? I don't know. I like DMC. Oh, oh DMC. Okay, I got you. Where the mop falls on his head and it makes yes. it look like he has the white hair like the original. He's like, ha! Hey, I was Leo. Shoots it off his own head and then the pizza falls in front of his junk and he's like, wow. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then everyone hates Ninja Theory, and then they make a game about a crazy girl. Hmm? That was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. 
with binaural audio featured in the PlayStation 5. Oh, sequel coming soon. At least it's not a... Uh, you think they remake that for the new console so they can release it alongside 2? <laughs> hmm? Uh, can I ask about any game getting a sequel? Hmm. Yeah, sure. It would probably be easy because that's just Unreal Engine. So yeah, just port it over. Just exactly done. Yep. Go home with uh, the power of Unreal Engine Five. That's right. HDR sound coming out of your speakers, and it goes, ah, "You're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid." When you're climbing the ladder, don't fall off the ladder. That game was pretty cool. Yeah, that's probably what the creative director behind DMC was thinking after he launched. Don't fall off the ladder. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry for being a negative Nelly about Tony Hawk or whatever happened there. That's okay. Tony, Tony Hawk's one. Tony Hawk uh, Underground one. Fascinating yes. departure. There's driving cars, and there are walking around stealth missions. That sounds awful. I don't understand. Awful. And I was watching I was watching video reviews of Tony Hawk Underground 1. And this guy's like, oh my gosh, so good. It just redefines customization in video games. And then he gets ticked oh. off at American Wasteland for having turret sections. And I'm like, Underground 1 had still sections where you're walking around on your feet. Oh, no. In a skateboarding video game. Come on, man. Come, Come on. on. What the heck? It's, I don't know. What kind of game is this? That just makes me think, like, the one you played when you were a kid, that's the one. And that is totally okay. Four. Because Tony Hawk, they were cranking those suckers out year in, year out. Hey, skater person. My dad says you can't get all the combo letters in one combo. <laughs> uh, Christian, when you say you're watching video reviews, are you watching, like, yeah. X-Play? Or are you watching, like, it's 2019 and I'm talking about Tony Hawk 3 those ones. Okay. those ones. Those cool. ones. Cool. Yep. cool. 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 Those are the ones. <laughs> okay. Cool. And caps off to those people. I mean, these, these yeah. videos get like 2,000 views. Yeah. And Been there. I, apparently nobody's watching them except for me, but thank you guys for putting them out. I don't know how you put that much production <laughs> values into a video yeah. that's getting 2,000 views, but I'm here to consume it. Thank you, Square Eyed Jack. All right, Tony. Mm, t- t- mm, I can't do it. He goes up at the end of his sentences. That's all I can do. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal's game. It's so hard. I think that's a New Zealand accent. I think that's yeah. who Man Lives is. It's, it's New really Zealand. good. Have you checked in on him at all lately? Oh yeah, I've been. Yeah, you know he's. It's an interesting spot in YouTube right now because, you know, there isn't a ton of new content coming out, at least yeah. not movie-wise, but apparently a lot of video game people, too, are just, like, digging into, the, like, the archives, man. They're oh, digging sure. into the deep sure. stuff, and they're just throwing whatever they can find up there as their weekly content to keep the YouTube algorithm <laughs> happy. And I'm here for it, man. I'm here for the weird, random, you know, irrelevant stuff from 20 years ago that no one else knows what it is, including me, but I'm here to yeah. watch a video about it, please. Just like split second reviews. Yeah. This and Blur were fighting for supremacy in 2009. It's like, excellent. Yes, these are two driving games released in 2009. <laughs> one by Disney. Give it to me. <laughs> Michael, any thoughts? 
Nope, I, I I'm, I'm tapped out for thoughts right now. <laughs> okay, I th- I think we're getting close to the closing time. Yep. Oh, it's dry. Kristen, did you have oh. any other games that you have been playing? That was it. Tony Hawk was okay. my last excursion. <sighs> it's a brave new world, you guys. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Boom boom, Hux jam. <laughs> Huh? Uh, brother. Uh, that was pretty good. What were you saying, Michael? <laughs> I was saying I can't wait to, to be able to join the world of people who have played Tony Hawk Pro Skater games by playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah with your revert. I bet that'll be great, you freaking <laughs> fun uh, person. I just, if people talk about these games so much. Yeah, Tony Hawk 1, they, everybody's they talking about such high regard that I can't wait to actually try them. Yeah, Tony Hawk 1, everybody's favorite game that everybody's always talking about. <laughs> On the local news... Tony Hawk's been like on a publicity tour to drum up, you know, <laughs> for this one and two remaster. So they like showed him going to like a hospital and seeing kids and showing them skateboards or whatever. And then after the snippet was done, the guy on the <laughs> the guy in the local news was like, "Oh, there's Tony Hawk, and he's coming out with a couple of remasters oh, no. of the first and second video games." So I know me and a lot of other people out there will be playing those remastered Tony Hawk video games. Oh my God. And then the girl anchor was like, all right, and moving on to the rest of our top stories <laughs> Shuffle today. papers. Put papers exactly. on table. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think that was in the teleprompter or it was just like Phil air? No, that had Phil to have been ad libbed. The, the blank look in his eyes, yeah. like the fear, oh. the raw fear in his eyes while he was going off script, I could feel it. I got to get this out. People need to know. Yep. Tony Hawk wanted <laughs> yep. to. They added a revert. <laughs> Well, that sounds awful. Hey, guys. Uh, what's our theme for this episode? What kind of bar are we in? Mm. We were grilling out originally, and then I was a director, and then we were Oh, in. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, dress rehearsal's over, you guys. Am I mixing my metaphors here? I don't know, but this, this barbecue commercial is never going to be finished now, Tucker. Oh. Put the shrimp on the barbie with Doom Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm calling cut. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. Uh, Need a new agent. Yeah, I'll, I'll just keep an eye out for the call, and uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Good luck. I'm How sure do I get out of here? Some kind of work somewhere. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna go remaster PS1 games. <laughs> Bye. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP bar.